0: Welcome to Modern Figures Podcast, hosted by Dr. Jeremy Wasom
1: and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce.
0: This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing
1: this podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology.
0: And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. All right, today we have a wonderful guest. One of our dear friends, Dr. Senithia <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. Dr. Thomas mm-hmm. was born in East Chicago, Indiana, and raised in Palmdale, California. Currently, she's an assistant instructional professor at the University of Florida, um, where I met her. We'll get into that a little later. Uh, her bachelor's degree is from in information technology from the University of Texas El Paso. She has a master's of science in youth development leadership from Clemson University and a PhD in human centered computing from the University of Florida. Her research really focused on combining her tech skills with her athletic experiences where she's been able to actually start her own company called Second Shot and a nonprofit organization called Athletes Succeed in Sport and Life. Um, She is a first generation college student grad and a the third african-american woman to graduate from the university of florida in her discipline Um, and she's chartering research in computer science and athlete development during her graduate studies uh, she is a national science foundation fellow and a gym fellow she's been recognized by tons of different organizations like the edward a boucher graduate honor society High cap of high honor society the national center for women and in information technology one of our sponsors woo woo. and the national academy of inventors she was also selected as the speaker the student speaker for the college of engineering's graduation here at the university of florida when she was finishing her degree um, beyond that she's also played usa international women's basketball uh, where she toured Belgium and Amsterdam, and she's got lots of stories about being an athlete. <laughs> um, between some of her degrees, she actually went and worked in the workplace, and so she has experience not just from that, but also as a student doing internships with companies like Accenture, AOL, Robbins Joya, Community Development Corporation, and Intel. She also serves as a mentor for various youth organizations and this doesn't even begin to scratch the surface to some of the stuff that she's been able to do on our campus, kind of transforming opportunities for students to get into computing and into tech. So, um, thank you so much for being here with us today.
2: Wow, I'm so wow, no, thank, thank you. That was, that was pretty good i'm like i need to record
0: that your <laughs> introduction was so yeah. nice it's recorded, so you can take it and like <laughs> yeah. make it a little highlight reel yeah. for your life
2: but before we start <laughs> i just want to thank you jeremy thank you kyla for even hosting this platform to showcase women so uh i know thank you again. are featuring me but i just want to say thank you to you too.
0: rock stars no, absolutely you. yeah
1: we trying to do the yeah. work everybody yeah. has their role yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just, it's our, it's our passion. This is our Mm -hmm. passion project. Yes, absolutely. I just want to say before we get started, I remember when I first met Sanithia, we were at Clemson um, <laughs> yeah. before we got to UF, and I just remember Sanithia just being this ball of just yeah. energy and like, look, this isn't even my major, but I'm going to switch into computing. I'm going to figure this out. What do I yeah. need to do? Like, if I had to give you a title, it would be like a lifelong learner because I'm mm. like, I don't even know yeah. if I would be able to make all those context switches and jumps mm-hmm. and like you've had so much experience and then coming back yeah. to school, I'm like, Sanithia is like the most interesting grad student you have so much experience in so many things, but you don't like laud it over people's you know. heads. Like, look, I've been there. Yeah. And I've done that come look at me, like you're always willing to learn, willing to, you know, just get, get your mm-hmm. hands dirty and figure things out. And I've always- Oh, well, thank
2: you. Yet. That's funny, cause I do consider myself as a lifelong learner. Uh, you know, sometimes people are like, when are you gonna graduate? <laughs> um, yeah, I've graduated already. <laughs> but people that are not really in this space don't really understand. They think you're just a lifetime student. And I kind of flip it and say, yeah. aren't we all supposed
1: to be lifetime <laughs> students? So, um, right because if you're yeah, not, you're stagnant, yeah, so. yeah.
2: So, I've had different career paths. Well, this is officially my second career path, um, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
2: and it's great, I wouldn't be any other place, so I'm glad I'm here.
0: Well, since we're talking about yeah. it, I feel like when I think of you, I think of like the word humility. Mm. Wow, and I think a lot of people aren't willing to like accept like i need to learn this Mm because i need to grow in this space and you do that well Mm -hmm. like i think a lot of people when they're when they're running into like adversity Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do with that they get upset they you know they they have an attitude about it or whatever that's not that's not you. wow right anyway thank you
2: i mean y'all try it's to make a, a sister cry
1: <laughs> <laughs> already no, it's, it's the truth it's the truth like before we get into <laughs> the story like we we just need you oh, to know thank that. you it's yeah you truth. over here giving <laughs> us our flowers <laughs> it's so cool. thanks it's a flower program yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome thank you so but uh yeah go ahead Jerry. we
0: know like we know that you know you had an amazing family environment mm-hmm. and yes. so we want to talk about yes. that, like how that has helped you mm-hmm. become the woman that you are today yeah. so what was it like growing up for real though in like mm-hmm. California because you didn't really live in Chicago in, in Chicago the formative years
2: yeah that story that that question is so so heavy when you say I have a lot of support in my family my family is is big. It's rich. It's very supportive. So my mom, she was the baby of 10. And um, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And uh, when I was four, um, her brother, which is number five, he was in California and he was in the military air force and everything. And so he had been married 20 years and they decided to have a child And so um, his wife, Linda, gave birth to Jason and then passed away as soon as she gave birth. So that was what I was for. My mother was going through a hard divorce at the time. So he called and was like, let's raise the children together. Such a beautiful story. So my mother moved from East Chicago and her sister right above her went with her. Um, Some people will say she tagged along. But she'll probably she'll probably <laughs> listen to me, to this and get on me. But, so I was raised in a household with my mom, my aunt, my uncle, and my cousin Jason, um, and it was beautiful. So that was like the first fourteen years of my life in California. So I would always go back for the summers um, to in Chicago, and it was just different. You know, oh, you're such a white girl. You talk white, and da da da, because I had a different environment. But I'm so thankful for the opportunities that came because I was uprooted out of East Chicago and was put in a better environment, better learning environment, better schools, better opportunities. Um, And so my uncle, who is everything to me, my hero, um, he pretty much introduced me to who I am in life. So everything that I am in life i now say it's because of my uncle and because of wine visit, right? So we'll get to wine <laughs> as well. But um, yeah, so that was kind of how I ended up in California. And I could just continue to talk. So I um, played sports all my life. Actually, my mom wanted me to be a ballerina. So I went to gymnastics. Oh, yeah. Cool. And I was wasting her money because I just sat there. <laughs> I would tumble and I would just sat there on the floor um, and then my uncle came home and gave me a basketball and the rest was history. Right. So, yeah, a, he put up wow. a little hoop in front of the um, on top of the garage. And um, so I was the first uh, woman or at the time child to play in this tournament. And so I was it was a, like a small AAU tournament for like younger people. And they were not going to let my team play. So we made it to the finals and they are like, she can't play because, you know, she's a female. This is all boys. This, team. Wow. this was in Bakersfield, California. So and so I was, of course, um, I don't. I don't want to say, of course, the star of the team. You just said how humble I was, but
0: <laughs>
2: I was. I was really I good. Mean, if
0: you know, oh, yeah, your yeah. Skills, so, you yeah. know you skills. We're talking about the community that she was yeah, from, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you were from, so so might be a little obvious.
2: My aunt, <laughs> uh, the one that tagged along, she was like, "If she is not gonna play, nobody's playing. I'm gonna shut this whole tournament down." So Ooh. they ended up allowing me to play <laughs> and we won the championship and everything like that. So wow. I was the only Ball girl in that entire tournament and got down to the I finals. Just have a question. Oh, okay.
0: Were you like really tall then? Too? Yes, I was. Yeah, tall.
2: and I got teased for being tall. Yeah, oh. all the time
1: they think yeah, we all did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all of us are all like giants.
2: <laughs> I was tiring yeah, over so all early. of the young boys on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I played all the sports growing up. Uh, but basketball was my main one. It was my ticket that got me and paved the way for me for education.
0: Um, okay. But yeah. My mom just told me I was terrible at basketball the other day. And I was like no I wasn't like what are we talking about here oh I was bad I had no aim I was bad I hope she listens (laughs) to this too I was not bad Yeah, I just you know she will I just didn't (laughs) listen I just didn't like okay so I had to stop doing contact sports because there's like an anger in me I get it (laughs) when somebody's like don't yeah I know that I'm big right Mm -hmm. like big yeah. in terms of size so like that doesn't mean you get like free license to like elbow mm-hmm. me, push <laughs> right. me step up. you know like because we are gonna have right gonna work. right 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 so right. that's maybe in that way yeah. i wasn't good at basketball
1: <laughs> <laughs> you needed to work out some of i did yeah, i had tough.
0: to get the aggression out another way but yeah wow. i um no, I was not you good. didn't play
1: tyler you didn't play basketball no, I, I oh. tried to. <laughs> I was definitely on the yeah. basketball team, but I was terrible. Like, I could not take any shots. I could get the rebounds, mm, <laughs> I yeah. could pass, but she was like, just don't. If you start looking at the basket, just don't. <laughs> you I know was what's bad. what sport I like, was I didn't bad have at? Any aim. Volleyball. Oh. Were you good at volleyball? I played mm-hmm. volleyball. Yeah, volleyball was mm-hmm. cool. It was just bad on my knees. I was like, I yeah. "Have to die." Out.
2: I remember one story my mom told me. I can't do this sport. Uh, she said I had my volleyball uniform on top of my basketball uniform because I had two games right back to back.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you was just yep. on a switch mm-hmm. from but my sport was softball. Okay. Like since okay. I was tall, I was on the corners, so first totally and third, and I also okay. pitched. Okay. So. I was the catcher sometimes, so always yeah. in field. Outfield was bad. I feel like it's a, an aim thing. You have to, like, run in the direction mm-hmm. that the ball's mm-hmm. going, and mm. it's like sometimes it gets to a point where you're like, it's continuing yeah. to rise. It might be popping <laughs> straight up and going down, or it might be going yeah. over my head, and I cannot judge okay. at this point. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. But I'm good. Infield, I can play any position. Okay, Outfield, I was it. I was catcher for softball. I was a rower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Catcher is hard because you, you gotta yeah. protect the plate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't be on the ground. Y'all are doing a lot. Of, was, I was rowing boats, that's what ground. I was doing. You was rowing boats, anyways. Whoa, yeah, yeah, nice. I rode that was nice. Wow, I have a rower that's awesome. that I should probably use. Yeah. That's in here, yeah, but yeah. Whole but back to Senecia, <laughs> yeah,
1: so. So you mentioned, you know, the influence of sports in your early life, but were there any sort of like tech leanings mm. at that time? Because you did, mm. you know, eventually go and get a master's, in, I mean, a bachelor's in information technology. So, you know, was there, what sparked that? Were there some? Yeah.
2: In so, life? um, when I, I knew I wanted to go to college and my mom was like, I don't have the money for college. And I was like, it's okay. Cause I'll get a basketball scholarship and that's what happened. So I got a basketball scholarship oh. and I was like, okay, you know, unfortunately at that time, the WNBA wasn't even formed. So I had it in my mind. I was going to be the first WNBA player, um, but there was no WNBA. I was going to be the first NBA player. There was no WNBA. Anyways. So that yeah. didn't happen. And I was like, okay, I guess I got to pick a major. Cause I have to major in something. <laughs> I mean, I've always like played around with video games and electronics and, Um, I was always the one fixing things, uh, but I really didn't have the uh, educational background or support that students normally have in high school, the courses, to be able to uh, go straight into computer science. So I figured out to go the information technology route. Um, And then kind of fast forward, I've always excelled in school. So um, after I graduated, I ended up working for AOL, which I always like to test my students and be like, have you guys heard of AOL? I was
1: just about to say that you might have some listeners that have no idea what AOL is.
2: America Online. And so that number just dwindles down every semester of people who's heard of it. And So I kind of compare it to Google uh, back in the day.
1: AOL was that Mm -hmm. tech
2: giant. Um the dial up.
1: And you had to get the internet yes. in the mail. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And then you had to wait for it to dial up and, <laughs> and you're just yeah. waiting, waiting hear, there. <laughs> so yeah, it's, there,
1: it's making all the noises. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> freestyle.
2: Freestyle.
0: <laughs> yeah. And just <laughs> did you make up little little ditties to the to the tone? No, mm-hmm. I was just saying it because it had yeah. the same pattern. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that was actually like <laughs> exactly. a cool place to work, AOL. Just really cool. Um, so after I uh, graduated um, and I knew I wasn't going to the league, then I interned with um, AOL. And that was cool. So they brought me on and I ended up being a data capacity manager.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That's what cool. did you do? Like, I kind of
2: monitored quality? the resources and allocation of space for data for mm-hmm. programs. And it was
0: boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it it was, does not sound like <laughs> something I would want to do, but, yeah. it was, I mean, the money
2: was great, but it was like not fun at all. And so I ended up um, working in HR. Uh, at AOL. So I made that transition to HR and I was over the internship program. And so that was really cool. Um, And then I made the jump to Robin's Joya based off of money in which I advise people not to do because uh, fulfillment really doesn't come. Um, You should always follow your passion, right? So the money will come, but uh, I made the jump to Robin's joy. And I was writing capacity, man, I was writing plans, strategic plans for the government.
0: Mm. <laughs> Did you like that more or no? <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: so I was waking up every morning unfulfilled. Right. And, uh, but I, but yeah. it's a, it's a dilemma because a lot of people do make that decision because of money. So they're making money in a place, but they're, they're not fulfilled. And they're not excited. So, um, Yeah, I was just going in. I would go in about 11, leave about three, and take a two-hour lunch. So I was like, okay, yeah, no, this is not working for me.
1: But I was good at it.
2: I I was good. And so the 2008 recession happened, and I got laid off. Yeah.
1: So they made you leave. Yeah, yeah. I got laid
2: off, and um, I was like, what do I want to do in life? You know, I have about... (laughs) Uh, two years to kind of figure it out because they gave me two years severance. And so, oh, that's great. That's nice. yeah, um, I was working in ministry, working at my church, youth pastor there, youth minister. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and get my master's in youth development and leadership. So I know Jeremy was reading off my bachelor's of information technology. How did you make that jump? That's how I made the jump. Um, and it was like, I have a clean slate. What do I want to do? So I researched, and Clemson was the top school offering youth development leadership. And I was like, bet. And it was online? I was like, bet. So I didn't have to to leave, um, although I did end up moving there my last year. Um, And so I got my master's in youth development leadership. I can continue if you want me to continue. Or-
1: yeah, oh, okay, okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay.
2: So <laughs> then like what story, happened? Right. <laughs> so then I saw. Oh, this is great because I watched uh, the movie <laughs> Twelve Years a Slave. Have you all seen that movie? Mm-hmm. So I watched that movie, and in the Masters of Leader in the Masters of Science Youth Leadership Program, we were a cohort. So after I saw that movie, I went back to my cohort, and I was like, "We are all going to get our PhDs." We are all going to get it. We're we're getting our PhDs because, you know, our people fought. It was like three three Blacks. They were denied. Solomon Northrup was a free man. He was educated. Like, I was so passionate. And I said, (laughs) (laughs) he was educated. And they enslaved him again. We have the opportunity to get education for free. It's afforded for us. We should go do it. Nobody did it but me.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you got to leave by. That's right. Something. Right.
2: So then I was like, okay, what well, I'm going to get my PhD in, like purely off of this inspiration from the movie. And I said, okay, it makes sense to get in an education. Right. That's like the next step I will be. Mm-hmm. um I kind of always liked to teach when I was in grade school, I was like a tutor for the students. And so I always found myself teaching. So I thought education would be the nice route. So um, I had an advisor. And at Clemson, and he was like, well, I don't have any funding for you. I didn't know how any of that worked because right. I was on scholarship for my undergrad and my master's was paid for as well. So I had no idea. And fortunately, unfortunately, I really didn't know the steps to figure that part out. So um, at Phi Kappa Phi, I can't remember her name. You may know her, Kyla, but um, she... she uh, a skinny wore glasses she was like mixed very quiet to herself I- I'm not sure if you'll place her but um, she was getting honored uh, she was like uh, I said I think I'm i gonna go my, my, my PhD but I don't know about this funding he asked me about this funding I don't even know what to do and so she was like well go talk to Juan Gilbert he has
0: all the money <laughs> oh <Man. laughs> wait this is how you got introduced to Juan? Yeah, yeah. He, yes. he was like, she was like, go talk to Juan
2: Gilbert. He has all the money. That's exactly what she said.
0: That is hilarious.
2: <laughs>
0: and it was true.
2: So yeah, I went to Juan lie. and I, I, I made an appointment, just an appointment out of out of the blue. And I, you know, went to go talk to him at Clinton. And I was like, yeah, just so green. I was like, yeah, I want to get my PhD in education and I was told that to come talk to you, maybe you have funding for me and
1: yada, yada, yada.
2: And he was like, I don't have funding.
1: I said, like, okay. not for education.
2: I was yeah. like, okay. And then like the next 45 minutes, we talked about basketball. And so. Sounds right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And so he was Accurate. like, why don't you, you know, uh, use technology, use computer science for sports. You know, you can do that within mm-hmm. even center computing. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so far removed from me because I was really in information technology and it really wasn't computer science. And he said I can merge the two and I, I, my mind was just blown, right? So then <laughs> that night I sent him an email, it was like two in the morning. And I was like, I thought about what you said. And I think I want to go that route of exploring how to merge athlete, athlete sports and technology. And then he was like, great, I got a meeting for you. So basically, he had funding for
1: me. <laughs> so that's how that nice. worked, right? Nice. Right. So he's like, if we can pivot it into my wheelhouse. Yeah. So I don't have money for you for that. Yeah. But I got some for you for that. Yeah.
2: So that's, I guess, the long answer to how I got interested in computer science and technology.
1: That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. That's amazing. It's- and then we made the great migration. And then we all <laughs> migrated to, to
2: University of Florida, yeah. which was really, I, at the time for me, I know some of people in my lab were upset because they were, you know, right about to graduate. For me, it was my first semester. I didn't even do a semester in my PhD studies at Clemson because wow. he made the what? announcement. Yeah. And I was here. So I was like, yeah, yeah. great, let's go. Okay. Yeah, and then like a couple months later, my mom followed. <laughs> she came down here too. Um, so yeah, that was 2014 and it was it was good. It was an experience. Um, one, it was kind of full circle for me too um, because I found old letters of my great, 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 great grandmother. She was a slave. And I found letters which told me she was educated. Right. So, wow. yeah, that that was huge. And then when I gave like Jeremy alluded to my graduation, I'm kind of bouncing everywhere. When I gave my graduation speech, I had pictures of like Ruby Bridges and Leona Tate who desegregated schools at that age. Mm-hmm. Did I lose? Are you guys can you hear me?
0: Okay. Yeah. So I guess that was kind of like full circle. We're just very enthralled with the conversation. Right. Yeah. So probably look frozen. But we're listening.
2: <laughs> so for when you say great migration, it was kind of like we
1: desegregated the computer science department. We really did. And no it comment. Was not without <laughs> those problems, it was not without no comment. Similar issue. Yeah. Oh, you can comment. Yeah. You can yeah. comment. I'm gonna <laughs> sit over here in my civil yeah.
2: engineering world. And it's so it's so funny because <laughs> just really. Thanksgiving, I went down to New Orleans and I took a tour, uh, my dad's side, and Leona Tate. I didn't know. I just didn't know, right? So Leona Tate B- B- McDonald, nineteen. Which is right in the north, lower north, ninth world, ninth ward. I didn't know. So she was in my graduation speech. And then Solomon Northrop was down there in Louisiana. I didn't know. And he was in my graduation speech. Wow. So all of this is kind of like, wow, you know, just kind of wow. connected in weird ways about this path mm-hmm. and education and um, desegregation. Um, so that was what inspired me. Mostly is just going after the highest level possible. And fortunately, I met one, and then computer science was it. And here we are at University of Florida making moves, right? So I was just happy yeah, to be a part of the move. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think about like how, you know, for me, I got to see the whole process of you like trying to merge your interests yeah. into the CS space and like I just remember us having a lot of conversations about like this is really hard yeah like, this is not like what I was trained to do so could you talk about like how hard that was and like why you feel like it was difficult because you did okay with coursework right like um, it wasn't uh, necessarily for that.
2: the help of my lab mates yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, and that's everybody <laughs> is a everybody. The
2: help of my lab mates, <laughs> right? So um, the lab was amazing. Uh, not only like it provided community and support, but they really helped me with the coursework. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that because I probably would have to repeat a couple of classes because my undergraduate was information technology. I don't know <laughs> if I can stress that much, but that was out of the business school. <laughs>
0: So I didn't right. have that background. And it background. was like years, years, years. Years, prior. years, yeah. years. You didn't go straight I through. was
2: in my teenage years, right? And so when I started <laughs> my PhD, I was yeah. in my 30s. So yeah, just, and then the Masters of Science, it was more so like a cohort building programs more than classwork. Mm-hmm. So when I came okay. here, it was really like a reintroduction to class. And then, oh, by the way, it's computer science classes. Yeah, right. so.
1: <laughs> and we assume you have a computer science undergrad. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: It was the prayers of my mother, the, the faith that I could muster, and my lab mates that really helped me succeed. I'm forever grateful. What advice would
1: you give somebody who's making that jump? Because we get a lot of applications from people who, you know, are coming from a completely different field. We always have to ask, okay, do we think that this person will be able to succeed in the graduate work? So if somebody, you know, listening is thinking about making that switch in their graduate education, like what would you suggest rather other than like, you know, having community and having people that they can go through the coursework?
2: Yeah, um, I did a lot of outside education. Um, to help prepare me for the courses. So <clears throat> there's a lot of opportunity to develop yourself, you know, versus just taking the course and like, I'm not prepared. One, I, I believe totally in, in in faith and having confidence, but there's also that element where you have to do the work. Um, so there were a lot of sleepless nights that I was just trying to figure out the basics of computer science that I didn't get, you know, um, but as well as, you know, trying to submit a program for a class or something like that. So um, I would say definitely just try to prepare yourself as much as possible. Um, Connect yourself with people who are willing to help and take time Um, because I had that. I had my, and going back to my lab mates, like they just took time, you know, to kind of show me and teach me. And I had a a bit of a complex because I guess I come from like an older student You know, so I was older than everybody in the lab and I felt like I should know this stuff. You know, (laughs) I felt almost Mm. like, man, I'm older than everybody and I don't know anything, but they were so gracious and um, extended me a lot of grace. So I would say definitely prepare yourself as much as as you can and find people that can help you along the way and just cold heart believe in yourself and you can do it.
0: I think it's hard to like, except you know I don't know the things
1: and yeah. now I have mm-hmm. a
0: literal child <laughs> teaching me yeah the things you know what I mean like right. literally it's that's, like that's I had how an it feels. the year you were born. Yeah. Right. Down, kid. <laughs> right. Like yeah y'all weren't even driving yet like I don't even <laughs> right. understand how you're so mm-hmm. like I I think that it's really courageous to make the decision like as a whole adult with a retirement account to to (laughs) decide like, I'm going to go back to school to accept a life of poverty, to accept a life of poverty. Oh yeah. Oh, that, now that, that was very
2: humbling because granted, you know, I was, you know, in industry, in a tech industry, um, making six figures dropping down to the, in the NSF fellowship, which, you know, people think that's yeah. like money, but. It's a lot of money. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but When you can make your money. Yeah. You know what money right. is. yeah. And, and, and
2: to <laughs> struggle in the fact of I got to make this work. So my main motivation was, I remember I told you guys I was not fulfilled in my job. So I yeah. was yeah. there working in industry um, just for the money. And so I was like, OK, I got laid off. Which to me was a failure, um, although in hindsight it directed my steps, right? But mm-hmm. I had the motivation of I'm not about to mess up again, you know, and and so that was really driving me to succeed and to get A's in the class to pass. And thank God the quals was switched to a paper. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Quality. oh my goodness
2: I don't know if I would have made it if it was another way but um so the- I
1: don't know if I could have graded it I'm like this makes no sense
2: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so
1: okay
0: so speaking of degree requirements we know you got your PhD what was what were you researching so that the audience can know um because I know my research area
2: yeah. No, like, well, what, what did you do? your dissertation, yeah. Oh, so my dissertation, yes. My dissertation work, I was first working with Dr. Christina Gardner-McCune in computer science education. And so we were doing a lot of research projects and a lot of uh, outreach and research in computer science education. And so I, one Saturday, I just sat and did a mind map um, and I drew myself in the center And I drew all these notes and everything just kept coming back to sports, coming back to sports, coming back to sports. So I ended up having a conversation with Juan and I was like, I think I want to do athlete development, not necessarily sport performance, but um, taking inspiration from my perspective as a female athlete, because I didn't have that. I'm going to make it to the WNBA because the WNBA wasn't there yet versus a male athlete who has the nba or the nfl option their mindset is a little different so when i was in college i was like Mm -hmm. i gotta find a major because i i played overseas but that i wasn't going back overseas so i had already made that decision like Mm -hmm. i need to find a major so um, fast forward to what i'm talking about now in terms of athlete development i was like i want to be able to help athletes realize that they are more than just an athlete and that there are other career options. So I did the research and the research proved me right. You know, only 50% of male athletes who play football graduate, which is still blows my mind and is ridiculous because-
0: 50% graduate?
2: Yes, less, less yeah. than. I think it's like 46%, yeah, <clears throat> on scholarship.
1: What? Right. Like, why not just get a degree? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm so confuzzled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: So I was like, I want to direct my research into the development side, the holistic side of. How do
0: they not fin- Like, okay. I they might go straight to the league. Some of them. Okay. But that's not right 50%, right? right? Like, that's Absolutely. nowhere near 50% yeah. go to the league. Yeah. And, and
2: some go to the combine and then just not come back to, to school. Um, some, if wow. they just drop out and they don't finish or they finish mm-hmm. and they're in their fifth year, but they don't have enough credits to graduate and, you know, mm. the funding. Yeah. It's just a whole lot of things
0: <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> that, yeah. that prevent it. Okay. Thank yeah. you for indulging me. for No. A yeah. So it's not connecting.
2: that research really moved me because from a female perspective, I like had to figure out what I was going to do after sport. Yeah. But from a male elite athlete perspective, no, they're going to the league. And we all know that less than 2% mm-hmm. make it to the league. So right. um, that's right. when I became really passionate about that research. Um, and, it, you know, athletes are clustered. So they're just pigeonholed into a major because of the demands of the sport and practice and travel. And I don't think that's right. And I don't think that's fair. So I developed a system to bring awareness of the career options for athletes. And I did it in a way that spoke the athletic culture, um, that met them where they were. And in terms of, I had um, avatars in the system that said, hey, I went to the league, But now I'm a computer scientist. What you going to do? Kind of thing. Um, Or I had another avatar say, hey, I went to the league and now I'm in architecture or now I'm a lawyer. So it presents different career opportunities to young athletes so they can go to the table knowing what to do after they finish playing sports. So that's where my research has landed me and I, I haven't moved out of this space yet.
1: I love, love the fact it. that you address their identities because mm-hmm. I didn't realize, you know, that, you know, growing up, I was like, I know I'm not playing nobody's <laughs> work to professional, but like for some people, like you said, they grow up and they just know, oh, I'm going to yeah. make it to the league. This is mine. Yeah. And then It's like, okay, well, what happens when that table right. is ripped out from, uh, that table ripped out from under? Right. Me? Right. It's hard to break mindsets, right? Yeah. That are reinforced yeah. year
0: after year after year, right? And so like imagine your whole life someone's been telling you like Mm -hmm. this is the trajectory you're on this is where you're gonna go like we don't really have that in other dimensions Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. than sports Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. maybe music might be a close second Mm -hmm. but like but so many people can
1: make it in music in so many ways Mm -hmm. right right Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but
2: and, and then you have your family like if you flip it and like talk to some athletes my family was depending on me to make it they were depending on me or I sent my scholarship checks back home to my family. I have to make it to the league to get my family out of it. You know? So it's a lot of things that our males come up against more so than females just because of the, what they see on TV and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now the WNBA is starting to pay women a little bit more, but even when it came
0: soccer,
2: yeah. Women's soccer. Yeah. But I mean, so uh, that's something that I'm really, really passionate about.
0: Yeah. I have um, this shirt on, this UF polo on from um, my time working in Juan Gilbert's lab. <laughs> and Sineethea <laughs> yeah. uh, and I took an adventure up to Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, yeah. And got to hang out. I have a photo of us like yeah. together. Yeah. Like a Aww. the convention center in DC, yeah, kind of wearing a brain computer interface, the BCI and, device, talking like, to kids, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's about, cool. yeah. um, like a headset, talking to them about like our brain drone, right, like, right, racing experience, and yeah, things like that. So, yeah. did you like could you have imagined that these are the types of things that you would be doing, like, as a student, as a graduate yeah. student, like? As a whole adult right. and a graduate student.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, no, I had no idea. And it's so cool, like the brain drone race, that whole thing. Um, uh, what, what is it? Um, the, the voting technology we've got experience yeah. to work mm-hmm. on. Um, Project Hero, where we mm-hmm. talked about how to um, reduce gun yeah. violence in school. Um, I mean, I can keep going and keep naming different projects that I had the opportunity just to work on it a little bit, right? These projects are way bigger than me, way bigger than the lab, but just to have that opportunity to be a part of something of this magnitude, right? So at the beginning of this, I said, I wouldn't be who I am without my uncle Larry, but also Juan Gilbert, right? Because he gave me this opportunity and- for those that are listening, I'm, I'm sure you've heard his name before, mentioned <laughs> <Litching> on <laughs> this podcast. Yeah, but blast. he is the man, right? <laughs>
1: so I want to reiterate all yeah, everything that they that said because
2: um, just just the opportunity that he he gives and the experience just being in that environment, working on things that are like on national level, which is it's, it's really really cool.
0: Yeah, right. So how much did that, like, impact your decision to be instructional faculty Oh, you were done? That's a, so you could have gone a number of different ways. That's a
2: great question. So, one, I wasn't really interested in going back into industry because um, I've been there, done that. And I even was like, well, maybe it's different as a PhD. And then I had my internship at, <laughs> at Intel. And I was like, nope, I'm not going back to industry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't it, it didn't even matter. Like the money didn't matter because I've already learned that lesson, right? So um, yeah. academ- acad- academia was the choice. I could have gone into a research lab, but um, I mentioned I was passionate just teaching. You know, even from a young child, mm-hmm. I was a tutor and I always helped people. And so that's where I was like, I want to be in an academia and I want to teach. I didn't have the opportunity to be a TA, um, which, no, really? oh, I didn't, I didn't like no, that. I didn't. I never was a TA, so. Um, Me either, friend. I, either. <laughs> I knew I wanted Lucky. yeah, to go into <laughs> academia and I knew that I wanted to teach. I just didn't know if I was good at it.
0: And Girl, so, okay, <laughs> because you, you were teaching, right? Like you developed programs. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I was teaching in different forms, and I even substituted a little bit. And um, I would, oh, I was teaching GRE courses. Oh, this is huge. I was teaching SAT prep and ACT prep. See,
1: it's just in yeah. It's so just I was year.
2: doing all that, and so um, learning grad school is one thing, but then also understanding the opportunity that you have after grad school is something that's not really communicated, and so. Um, mm-hmm. Back to one, he gave me the opportunity to be instructional teaching faculty, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And my first year, my first semester was horrible. <laughs> I, yeah, cried. Like I, cried, I, I cried. I cried. I cried. It's like that
1: for a lot of us. I still have anxiety <laughs> from my first semester teaching. But then... Unanswered emails. Oh, my goodness.
2: Emails. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was horrible. But then, like, after the semesters, and I got better, and... I got students to come back and say how much I have impacted their lives and they got this opportunity Mm -hmm. because of what they learned in my class. And yeah, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I am excited to be in this and honored to be even instructional teaching faculty at the University of Florida, which is so cool.
1: So the role transitioning from being a PhD student to now being on the faculty side, like are there things that you are now aware of that you were not aware of as a student or like what were some of the, you know, eye-opening moments, moments if you had any?
2: Um. Well, I don't know, like if they were aha moments, it was more or less like, oh, people are still people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody in high school. People, <laughs> exactly. Everybody is still people, in high school. People are still
2: people. <laughs> Nothing has happened. I mean, I took this what a couple of year, four or five year break um from working with people and come back at this level and like, yeah, people are people. But
1: I just still people. Man. I just yeah,
2: I just um I just do my work. I just do my work. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you do more than you do you do more than your work though, because I was talking to you one day and you're like, yeah. So I have this really cool opportunity and I'm going to create this code, like hackathon situation and collaborate with industry to put it Girl, you're doing more. Yeah, than what you're right. actually she just put together
1: to this huge. Um, there was this poster celebration for the years that was last yeah. week, yeah. and like you, if you look She's at the picture, the there's just like mountains of people and their research <laughs> and their work, and like this had yeah. not existed. Like you, yeah. you're doing more than just your work, like Jeremy yeah. So
2: the hackathon came from Dean Abernathy. I was the advisor of Swamp Hats. And so she was just like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, someone told me that you were the queen of hackathons," and I was like, "What? I don't even really know what a hackathon is, lady." But anyway, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but when the dean, <laughs> asked the dean asked me, asked "Yes, it. I am. <laughs> yes, yes,
2: I can do that. Yes." <laughs> so yeah, the the opportunity to work with IBM um, to create the university wide hackathon that was really good, and then we did it again last year or this this year for the AI across the university. So um, Dean Abernathy was like, yeah, you should start your own company. And I'm actually thinking about okay. putting it out there. Hey, anybody need a hackathon
1: organizing? <laughs> no, it's Listen. the truth. Like when we were doing the Nesbitt conference, like we had students organize, you know, the hackathon. But like, if you could just outsource it and say, here is a mount. this is yep. what we need. Yep. Please make my yep. hackathon yep. like yep. easily, yeah. easily, because the stuff that people do want but they yeah. don't have like the infrastructure or the, yeah. or the resources or the cycles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my, yeah, my kind of like around different kind of topics. Right. Know. Right. Well,
2: this past hackathon I was, inst- I was excited. Um, this is, you know, expanding computer science outside of the walls of computer science. So it was open to all students of all disciplines, but um, not just computer science students. So the first place winners were two physics students which
1: i remember you mentioned I was, that. and yeah. i was like please knock these computers yes. down one is a ronald
0: one is a ronald mcnair scholar that's true
1: okay. yeah mcnair scholarship. generation
0: yes. college yes. student yes. okay yes. so Anybody can do this. Right, right.
1: Yes. Um, and so, so can you describe what a hackathon is for people yeah. who haven't like participated in one sure. or, you know, just are curious? Yeah,
2: so hackathons really are based around some type of theme or some type of um, issue or problem or challenge statement. And students have a set amount of time to come up with a solution, a technology-based uh, solution around it. So usually... Hackathons are like 72 hours where students come in and they just try to program and build programs. They stay up all night and all day to try to hack a solution um, to the challenge statement that's given. And throughout the hackathon, there's opportunities for students really to ramp up on skills very quickly because we have different webinars and seminars that we offer um, but it also is beneficial to the sponsors and those that are actually funding it because then you're able to see all different types of ideas and solutions that students come up with. Um, so that in a nutshell is, is what I have happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they I'm have sure. food
0: that they feed them because they're like there. They're like the they're, stuck. they're there.
1: I would need to leave and take a shower. Like that's, <laughs>
0: that's a lot. I, I yeah. can't do it. Hygiene is important. We would have toothbrushes, like yeah, say, yeah. Go handle I have that. to sneak
1: to the gym or something. <laughs> yeah, just to just get just a shower, brush that. my teeth, come back. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the the winners is funny because they had the same clothes on. Um, that they did because they had to show a video and they had the same (laughs) clothes on. And and so they're, they're just funny. It was just funny. Yeah. But yeah, students (laughs) stay there and they bring their sleeping bags and their pillows and, you know, sleep for a couple of hours and get right back at it. But it's, it's a lot of collaboration. um, And which what we've done in the past too, we've been intentional about bringing first time hackers in, we've been intentional about bringing um, non-CS majors to show that computer science hits all disciplines and you don't necessarily have to be in computer science to collaborate with a computer scientist on your problem. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you done any um, any research on the experiences of the students in the hackathon? Because I think that would mm-hmm. be cool to have maybe a pre-imposed or something about like, and then just like kind of stratifying them by, major by level of experience mm-hmm. and like what they come in thinking versus like i feel like the, the research on hackathons might not be very still yeah like, i feel like there's there's something there because everybody knows hackathons to be like the sort of brute force boot camp way of like you know upskilling and getting something done really cool right. and what's good on your resume but like we don't know what people gravitate towards it what people don't mm-hmm. and what makes them successful what kind of team yeah work well
2: no no that's that's really good the only thing that we don't have anything like official irb approved or anything like that but the only thing that we have is the surveys that we um administer afterwards but with all that being said i do teach intro to software engineering and i have adopted the hackathon format for my class and i'm submitting a paper on um how uh i can uh how I built a curriculum around a hackathon for software engineering.
1: That's cool. Yeah. That is so. A lot, like a lot of fun. Um, is this a 6 oriented? Yeah, 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 yeah. The special interest
0: group on computer science education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We like to spell out that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. So, like, outside of, you know, now you're computer science faculty. What else would you like people to know about you? Um, like you're more than just your degree, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah right. That's what I, I preach for students to kind of to, to, to understand about themselves. Um, what do I want people to know? Um, mm-hmm.
1: I know what I want to know. Not- I'm asking Who you is Dr. You Tech us? Thomas beyond... <laughs>
2: I, I mean, I, I think I'm just a cool, down to earth chick. I mean, um, I love I love sports, but that that's in my research, so I couldn't can't say that. Um,
0: uh, you love to travel. I love to
2: travel. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, in two days, I'm going to Cancun for a week. I was gonna say yeah. you
1: believe in celebrating yourself. I do. And your you know what that 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 was that parents. was been inherited everywhere.
2: from my mother because our birthdays. My mom's birthday is. As October 31st and my birthday is November 1st and growing up in a Christian household you know you don't celebrate Halloween. so you know right. everybody else was having these big parties my mom was intentional about having big celebrations for my birthday and so that just carried on but yeah I, I, I really like yeah. yeah I love to travel um I'm a foodie I really like good food Same. Same. yeah yeah I really like it too and I just I like to um I love I love God you know so I I faith is strong for me um
1: yeah so what I want to know about Dr. Tech Thomas is where do you get your resilience from because you didn't touch on this in the podcast but you had a lot of adversity during your PhD process and afterwards and like I don't know about you. I would have just been like, look, I'm checking out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go do something else. But like, where yeah. does your, you can share what it is if you would like to. But sure. um, where do you where does that come from? Like, that's not natural. <laughs> <does> that <laughs> yeah.
2: So for those that are like, what is she talking about? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I've actually had a death in my family, in my immediate family every year and some years, multiple deaths since 2015. So really quickly to go down the line. My aunt passed in 2015, my dad in 2016, my uncle in 2017. Remember I told you my mom was a baby of 10. Then my mom in 2018. In 2019, my godfather, his daughter, my god sister, and my brother, Jason, who I grew up in, all passed away. And then um, my uncle in 2020. Uh, no, my grandmother in 2020, on my mom's birthday. Um, and then my uncle in 2021. Wait. And then I had two uncles that passed this year, um, early on. And then my best friend, who we are celebrating, um, she gave she she was given two week notice in February, but she's still here. So we're thankful for that, but she's battling stage five cancer. And so, yeah, it can weigh on you, right? Death, especially those that are your immediate family. Um, When my mom passed, I was in the middle of my PhD. Um, I had just proposed, or I think I proposed while she was sick. So that was a two-year battle of her being sick. So during that time I proposed, but when she passed, I think I did. All of that work in like a nine, nine nine month period, like I just put my head down to the books because that's where I found myself um, in my place of peace, or I just kept myself busy, right during that time. I, I had this mountain of stuff to do to become a, a, a doctor, and so I did it, and I and I just put my head in the books and I just I just plowed through it. I think my strength
1: hey <laughs> Amara has yes my,
2: hi Amara hi. Yeah. <laughs> the beautiful dress I saw earlier Um, so my strength it definitely comes from the faith that was grounded in me through my family um, my family looks totally different now so it once was really big now it's just little family of three or four immediate you know then I have cousins and stuff Um, but to be honest, like completely honest on the um, podcast, I kind of lost a little bit of myself um, and lost a little bit, a lot of my joy and just trying to be intentional of doing things to help me bring my joy back, which is the travel, which is, you know, I celebrate, I, you know, do things as a celebration versus looking at like, oh, this is the anniversary of her death or anniversary of my brother's death. What was me? Let me cry. No, I make it intentional, go to the beach and release some balloons. Or one one year I bought, like this whole table was filled with flowers, all different kinds of flowers to celebrate, or I'll cook one of their favorite meals, right? So I try to be intentional Mm -hmm. um, in celebrating uh, versus saying, I'm so sad it's, you know, that time again. Although I do have those moments, right? Because those were back to back, to back, to back, to back. Um, And not speaking about the pandemic, right? So, a
1: whole (laughs) whole pandemic, pandemic a part
2: of that. Um, But yeah, I just, music, music really helped me, helped me through. Um, My support of my friends really helped me through.
1: Well, thank you for for helping us. I know a lot of people go through challenges like this during their time. Yeah. It's like you make the choice to act to like look. I'm going to choose to be happy right. throughout. You have all to. This. And, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Well, let's see. Any other questions, Chair Bear? Are you uh... a? <laughs> Sorry, I, my brain is blah because <laughs> it's the toddler. But I just
0: I think that. You know, obviously being on the outside and watching you walk through what you've walked through, it's really encouraging to me, um, especially like in this season of my life where I'm going through, mm-hmm. you know, some of these battles and I yeah. know like I have friends who are going through the same thing as well. Like You just happen to be in a very rigorous PhD, intense environment mm-hmm. that probably amplified everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, but even so, like we all have different journeys that we take and walk, watching people go through those things with grace, right? Like with, with confidence and things that aren't like ourselves, Mm -hmm. because you know, there's nothing, there's, it's hard to grasp things once you're in that place, um, to see that as an example is really encouraging. And so I just want you to know that I, I i admire your strength and i think that other people (laughs) could really benefit from hearing your story Mm -hmm. because i know that i have absolutely So i'm glad that you brought that up kyla because yeah i mean we we mentioned how strong you are like all of those things but it's really it's much deeper than just like Mm -hmm. oh she
1: went to a phd oh like, like it's yeah like, right with everything on her shoulders yeah, with yeah. the world on her
0: back <laughs> yeah yeah and you yeah. and you made it through
1: and I think that's
0: also a thing to to like share like with other people mm-hmm. is like it the circumstances of life are gonna oh happen. absolutely yep. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah right
0: like we're we're it's we're in the world right mm-hmm. like everything is not forever yeah and the best thing that we can do like is to do our best while we're here Mm -hmm. like put our efforts and energy into something that can actually make a positive change and instead of like giving up you took your passions and made it your work your life's work Mm -hmm. right like not a lot of people can say that some people when they get tired of being at work they just say i ain't going to work Right. Yeah, I, I really have those. Days, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I,
2: um, I'm still living off of the prayers of my mother. Right. So just, mm-hmm. you know, pushing me, praying for me, not just my mom, but my whole family. Like, you know, we alluded to at the beginning. We are definitely a strong family, value based. Um, and so just knowing that it's unfortunate because a lot of times nowadays, a lot of people miss out on those values and morals mm-hmm. that were, mm-hmm. you know, instilled back in the day, you know. Um, and, and even like, Definitely. just just as simple as, you know, yes ma'am, no sir, like just that right. level of respect, not saying that I have to say it, but now I choose to say it, Yeah, know, if, if it's received, but it's just like that level of respect, like I respect you enough to respect you, right? And so sometimes it's yeah. lost in our generation. It's our responsibility to kind of rear and bring it back.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think you're doing that. And I, I love that, like, you know, we have this community, right? Like, yes. yeah, Florida, we, we're we very blessed to have. Oh, my like, goodness. Yes. The community of, especially us Black female faculty. Yeah. Whether that's in computer you. science or just in the College of Engineering at large. Right. Like, we we have that and we can lean on each other when we go through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever we go through the the ups and the downs. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I've always been the only one. Right. So like the only black, yeah. the only this, the only that. So coming here and experiencing that definitely is helpful. Life changing.
1: Yeah, especially at this stage of the game where it's such a large institution, yeah. can, you know, it can be very only yeah. but we all come together and we shut everywhere down. Like, we <laughs> and we're, like, talking towards the door. We just make minimal progress. <laughs> we, like, it's... It's great. And I'm, we were just out this past mm-hmm. weekend, some of us, and I'm like, we need to do this, like, every yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> All we did was yeah. have, you know, we had brunch to celebrate, yeah. you know, a member of our community. But it's just, you know, it, we just need each mm-hmm. other like mm-hmm. this. I, want a, I miss brunch. I'm still mad about that, but whatever. Well, we'll you should go. It. That place we'll was good. Was that good. place, yeah, that place was, was good. Yeah,
0: that place was good. It was good. Okay, I'll ask offline. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Those in Gainesville don't have um, it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, like, what else? Um, you started Second Shot. Oh, want to plug?
2: Sure. That yeah. So, <laughs> this is interesting. Um, basically, it was birthed out of my dissertation work. Um, and uh, I make it the mission of the business to uh, reach athletes to help them identify a career path, and then not only just like, identify a career path, but also offer uh, a course trajectory, so suggested courses, suggested colleges that they can look into. Um, and I'm so excited! I don't even know if I can mention this, but I will say, uh, nameless county in nameless state. <laughs> 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 oh, you know, is like just about to sign the contract um, for us to go into the school system. Um, into that uh, is
1: fire oh, i mean once you're awesome. the school system you win yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: which is one of the reasons why i was like i needed athletes succeeding in in sport and life because uh, the nonprofit arm that the school mm-hmm. system um more readily accepts so um i'm yeah, super sure. excited that will be like the official business first contract launch and
1: yeah, it's, are you hiring? It's pretty big. <laughs> are you doing this all yourself? I'm just saying, if you want to hire folks, I, goes, yeah. Once this evidence, contract yeah. is
2: signed, I'm, I am going to need to to hire. Um, but it's yeah. like five different schools, in, uh, high school and middle school. And and here's the thing: so um, there's there's no money. Well, there's not a lot of money um, when it comes to like middle school and high school, right? So, The Mm -hmm. students are paying for it. The parents, maybe, if you have, you know, a wealthy family and they're already used to. Mm -hmm. But um, to be able to form the nonprofit and get grants and get sponsorships is where it's going to be funded. So for this um, superintendent to be really interested in this work, understood it. um, And so he's like, let's do it. And I'm excited about it. So I'm just waiting. Like, we're almost there (laughs)
1: so <laughs> and yeah. and then
2: i think yeah. after that it's just like a domino effect um mm-hmm. so
0: yeah so yeah
1: you just have an excellent you know excellent with x county of x yeah x of x county, and then you know it'll start to get its own momentum right and, right right and carry on that's awesome is there any where people can like find information about the programs like a website or to donate, Yeah, like so, that. since you are a nonprofit. Um,
2: MySecondShot.com, um, cool. they can go on there. And
1: we'll put that in the show notes too. Um, it'll be on the, the show notes. Yeah, well. and, and if then- they wanna
2: even take the, so I created an assessment for athletes that's similar to Myers-Briggs or Strength Finder. Um, so and it's readily available if you wanted to take the assessment. Um, so all of that can be found on my, my second shop.
0: Okay. So how do people find and follow you?
2: Um, (laughs) so I have to do better with social media, but (laughs) you can find me on my Instagram at Dr. Tech Thomas and, uh, Twitter at Sinefia Thomas. Um, and LinkedIn, also times. I probably need to standardize these uh, once I start, you know, yeah. getting there.
1: The people looking for you will find yeah. you. I'm pretty sure. Are you the only sunny Thomas? I think so. When you look yourself mm-hmm. up, yeah, they'll find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, so we'll also have you. those linked
0: too. Okay. Thank you so much. For yes, sharing your story with us. Thank you for yes. having me. It means a lot. Yeah. I think and that this is good. It'll give people some hope and like a different path
1: into tech that we haven't really talked about, mm-hmm. you know, so. And a different usage know. of tech, like people mm-hmm. who may not have envisioned themselves in this space to say, "Oh, wait a second. Mm-hmm. You're like the perfect example of computer science plus x yeah. out, where they're like, "Oh, I have this interest in this other field how do I use tech to solve problems in that field like this is a pure example of how that can be realized and you can make a whole company out of it yeah Yeah. you know it's not just this pie in the sky kind of idea and you're
2: never too old right you're never too old
1: right you can change careers you can change paths you can have adversity you can get through it like you're like the the uh just the showing of all of those yeah. different kinds of things. Like- <laughs> awesome.
2: Thank you. No, thank you all for having me. I was like,
1: yeah, I get to be on Modern Figures. Yay!
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, we're glad to have the platform to be able to share. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com,
1: Send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com.
0: And follow us on Twitter. Kyla is at Dr. Underscore Kyla. And I am at Jeremy Wasom.
1: Visit modernfiguresinc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and, of course, computing.
0: Until next time, stay moisturized, hydrated.
1: Mind your business. And protect your peace.